Welcome to The Vine, a plant media project podcast with your hosts, Elizabeth Sheldon and Gina Vensel. The Vine is an insightful look into the world of plant medicine, exploring the changing landscape around cannabis and psychedelics, and ending the stigma through educational discussions. This episode features a PMP Founders Chat, where we're going to discuss recent Vine news and developments around the world of cannabis and psychedelics that may not have made it onto our podcast. In recent cannabis-related news, a new legalization bill was introduced last week by two Republicans. And Marijuana Moment, they reported that under the proposal, cannabis would be removed from the Controlled Substances Act, clearing states to enact legalization. Cannabis would be imported and exported across states, though transporting marijuana in states where such activity is unlawful would remain federally prohibited. Two agencies would be involved, the Food and Drug Administration and the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, which falls under the Treasury Department. They'd be responsible for developing regulations for cannabis. Those rules would have to be similar to the federal rules regulating alcohol, says text from the bill, and they would have to be issued within one year of the enactment. So we went ahead, we posted this article on our website on plantmediaproject.com, along with some articles that we read about this past week in Newsweek and MJ Biz. I really just wanted to bring this up. And so, Elizabeth, you know, can you fill in our listeners a little bit? I know that you had a recent chat with Michael from NCIA. You know, what are your thoughts about this, this new legalization bill? I think that we have to keep in mind um, that it's all about numbers. And uh, at the end of the day, it's who's willing to put their name on the bill and sign it. Um, and I think that, you know, this is a start. It's a compromise. Um, and it's a compromise so that Republicans can get on board. I don't know, um, you know, what the Democrats will think of it. We still have Democrats that need to um you know, come over to they also change their mind about this, right? <laughs> right. And it, it's also, um, you know, there's the uh, what's said to the public uh, by Schumer, for example, like he's cool, he's hip, it's all great. But does he really believe on the backside as speaker that he can get this across the line? And I don't think that that is indeed the case right now. So um, I think that I need to get a little um, map in front of me and you too, and we're just going to move the players <laughs> across when we know that they are on the side of descheduling and legalizing. Um, in this bill, I know it misses the social equity. We talked about that. You know, it does, it does really miss on that. And, you know, I don't know if that's something that you know, we've seen that the social equity programs as they've unfolded really haven't been all that successful and need a lot of work. And so I hate not to not see it be involved in this federal bill at all. But I wonder, does there leave room then for the individual states to include that under a bill like this? So you're exactly right from what I learned today that um, even though normal and other groups have the social equity um, programs that they're putting forward, there's no real infrastructure. There's not really a plan. So we want money to go to um, communities that are suffering or less than. H how do we figure out who's, who, uh, where those communities are? 
who lives in those communities? How does the money get divided? Um, I was given an example of recently where a pharmaceutical company went bankrupt because of the opioid crisis and the government got all the money. That money didn't go back to people who had problems with opioids. That that money goes into the void. So um, there's just a lot of work that has to be done. And my understanding is that normal... um, you know, wants it their way or no way at all. That's my understanding. It may not indeed be the 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 case, but um, you know, we know that there has to be compromise to get something across the line. And then I was thinking about, you know, okay, well, we're going to let the states each regulate on their own. And it was pointed out to me, Elizabeth, what if you bought a Snickers bar and every state had a different regulation on how that Snickers bar could be put together? So it, it then paints, you know, industry typically wants federal regulation so that it is the same across the country. And it costs a lot of money when regulations are different in each state, right? Right. Um when you're producing a product and having to, you know, label and adhere to their compliance and so forth. So um, I don't know, I guess it's brought to light for me. uh, There's so much that has to happen. Can it really happen this year? Will the Biden administration kick it down the road um, for four years and, you know, keep saying we're working on it, we're doing it. But are they really making the moves to make something happen? And on top of that, the MSOs, you know, and and maybe understandably, don't really want complete uh, de-sketch and um, legalization because they've invested all this money into these states. And on the medical to- side, do you mean? Excuse me. They put money on the medical side. You're saying the yes, multiple state they, operators, they, right? They they've invested all this money. And they'd like to see some return on that money before we completely open up the floodgates, right? I, That's I could, capitalism. I, yeah, I could I could see that. Now, can you let our listeners know like about the NCIA and who Michael is and your kind of your conversation with him and how you've been able to get some of this insight? <laughs> so he is the head of government affairs for the National Cannabis Industry Association. And um, you know, he is a longtime Hill person. Um, He understands how uh, things work on the Hill. He knows how to um, write a bill. He knows what has to happen. Um, He's very aware of like who the players are. When I sit down with him, I can't even take notes fast enough about which one is, you know, isn't willing to sign on, which one is coming to sign on, which one's on the fence. Um, But, you know, he has all of those things um, in his in his mind. And um, those are the kind of people that we need to uh, strategize and be able to take us down this path. And um, we may have to deal with some compromise on some of these issues if we're going to get it federally legalized. Because, you know, in our two home states, we're still sitting on medical programs and not yet able to be a part of, you know, what an adult use market will look like. So in the state of Maryland, where are things right now? Um, I I talked to a delegate um, out um, 
on sort of the western side of the state yesterday, and she said she does believe it will go to a ballot initiative, um, you know, at the end of this year. So, and and Maryland being a, a liberal state, it will probably be passed. But you know, then the bigger issue once we get that is. Um, how how does it affect all of us across the country, right? And right. and how do we um, do we have that federal regulation infrastructure? And NCIA's website actually lists um, they have a plan for regulating the industry. You know, the industry, uh, the members of the association have come together. So that's a pretty cool thing. And anybody can go and look at it um, just to see what they are proposing. So not only are they saying, you know, let's uh, deschedule, but here's a plan. Love that. Here, here are some hard, you know, facts and and an outline of how we believe this should be regulated. Because as we go from state to state, and you know, with pretty much all of our neighboring states, with us being in, in Pennsylvania and Maryland, are are becoming adult use. I mean, Virginia went very quickly. And now, you know, New Jersey and New York. And I mean, it's just going to continue and continue. Uh, And so I'm just I'm really curious, because what I thought was interesting was the two Republicans that, you know, co-authored this this legalization, the federal legalization bill, one was from Ohio. I'm like, okay, well, they don't have an adult use program yet. So thinking about it from a federal level and and necessarily not a state, I don't know. But, you know, we're, we're certainly still trying to figure out what's going to happen in Pennsylvania. I mean, I feel like Maryland uh, may may actually become adult use before us in PA, although we do have our very first bipartisan bill. So that's that's the very first time we've ever had a Republican put anything in writing in support of adult use legalization in our state. But as a commonwealth, you know, it'll never become a ballot initiative here. You know, we're yeah. going to have to elect the people in office that can they can mm-hmm. vote on on this. So it is so important. And we had, you know, an election here yesterday um, and Pittsburgh, where I'm from, you know, just voted in their the the, enti- the city's very first black mayor um, and Representative wow. Ganey um, from he's so he's already a state rep for us. And I mean, he's just an amazing person and he's been a fantastic supporter of, of cannabis for our state. So it's just great. I, I really am excited to see, you know, how this is going to unfold, knowing that we have a mayor um, that that is going to be on the right side with us and kind of like fighting and, and being an activist in these things. And we also started um, decriminalization movement in Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm on like the founding team for decrimpgh.com. And you can check it out um, online and learn more about how, you know, we were really thinking about, and we kind of go back and forth about, you know, should this be entheogens only? You know, should we be fighting for just psychedelic, you know, uh, decrim? And what's interesting with that is that cannabis doesn't even really follow under the, the, and theogens. And we need to ensure that, you know, this is, we want to start small with Pittsburgh and get people to think about the fact that, you know, no one should be incarcerated over their, their use of any chemical compound. And if they do have a problem with it, they should be given compassionate care instead of being thrown in jail. So, you know, really just ensuring that we're taking care of our, the people in our communities and those that are suffering, let's get them the support that they need. Because we know that when someone's incarcerated over anything, that it doesn't just affect the person that goes to jail, it affects their 
their entire families. And, you know, and that there's also trauma that goes around that for generations. So we want to kind of end that trauma and focus on, you know, what we could do to better things. So definitely wanted to start the conversation with a little bit of, of uh, cannabis news and kind of where we're standing on all that. Uh, but I wanted you to take it away with some psychedelic news that we have this week as well. All right. So we got our friend Zappy Zappelin that um, was a former guest on The Vine, and he has a new documentary that's coming out. Yes. And um, I actually saw the trailer, and it looks pretty interesting. It looks like, um, you know, we're going to see Lamar Odom hooked up and actually go through uh, the experience of having uh, ketamine treatment. And, um, and it looks like it, it's worked wonders for him from the clips that I've seen in the news and the interviews that he has really um, been able to overcome his um, addiction and also, um, you know, his anxiety, um, everything that sort of pushed him towards drugs in the first place. So I encourage everybody to see that documentary and that's out tomorrow, right? On the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be out um, on the 20th. So we're going to have it listed on our website. It's lamarodumreborn.com. If you want to go to the website, um, it'll be aired uh, for free on all of the social media platforms. Um, and then we'll also place it on our website as well for people to see. And for those that might not remember, um, Zappy Zappelin, he um, was the director behind the documentary, The Reality of Truth, that talked a lot about ayahuasca journeys. Um, and then we had him come on and talk with us about some of the new programs that he has. There's the Mind Army organization that's fighting to decriminalize or, or end the illegal use of psychedelics. And he also has a, a Keta MD company that's really working on getting uh, ketamine treatments to those that need them most. So this documentary is just an it's important that it's coming out right now as more and more people are starting to talk about ketamine uh, therapy um, as a, as a w- means to assist people from everything from addiction to pain management to PTSD and, and, and depression, pretty much utilizing this, this drug when other methods haven't worked and really trying to figure out if this could be a method for people. And it's not going to be great for everyone, um, but we'll learn from this re, uh, from the Lamar Odom Reborn, what it was like for him on his journey. Uh, but we also need to mention that it's not just celebrities um, that could participate in psychedelic therapy. Um, and so you know, where do you begin? Um, and one of our and our friends at Psychedelic Support um, have some classes to offer. Um, they do, and uh, they're at no charge. So I think for anybody who's interested in understanding more about psychedelics or how to support people that um, are on are having a psychedelic experience, it is really a great way to educate yourself. Um, prepare yourself or, you know, uh, arm yourself, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's um, it's psychedelic.support backslash education. And you'll see that psychedelic support is offering not only you know, the free classes for the general public, but they do have CE uh, classes and CME. So for uh, medical professionals or therapists, you can go onto their website and take classes that can actually get you those additional credits, which is really, really great. But it's just an important time for us to arm ourselves with that education, like you said, you know, because as more of the country does move towards, dif- you know, legalizing or, or descheduling a lot of these these compounds, you know, what will that mean for our communities? And how can we support 
you know, each other. Um, so the, the Fireside Project, they actually launched a peer support line and it's now live. It's um, a free confidential support. You can call or text. Um, it's 6-2 Fireside or 623-473-7433. And we'll put this on our, our blog and everything to you guys. Um, but if you look up the Fireside Project, you'll learn about how by by texting or calling this number, you'll be directly connected with a trained uh, peer support volunteer. This is someone who gets it, who's dedicated to providing emotional support during and after a psychedelic experience. Although, you know, if you think you're having a medical emergency, please call 911. <laughs> but if you just right. need the support right. around this, you know, uh, if you're if you're seeking medical advice, you know, please contact a doctor. But if, if you're looking for, you know, that kind of uh, harm reduction support, you know, the, the integration support um, and are not sure where to turn to, you know, now there's a free and confidential way for us to support each other in the community. So thank you to the Fireside Project and the great work that they're doing. Uh, but I feel like it's an important time for us to do our own disclaimer too, Elizabeth. <laughs> Uh, it's true. Uh, you know, we're not medical professionals. We are two moms, two uh, working ladies in the world who uh, believe in uh, hire and plant medicines and what they can do to help people. And we believe in responsible use. And um, yeah, nothing we say uh, is medical advice or should be uh thought of as that way. Exactly. And we're certainly not condoning any illegal drug use for on, on any of the ways that we've been exploring these plant medicines. We want to bring you the education so that if you're interested in these, you know who in the community you can reach out to, who are the, the people that are trusted that you can get information from so that you can make the best decisions that are right for you. We're really surrounding ourselves by a lot of you know fantastic doctors and, and lobbyists and physicians, I mean, on all different aspects of the, of the industry. So if you do have you know, something or someone that you'd want us to reach out to on your behalf or, or a concept or a, a, a question that you have, you know, please be sure to connect with us so that we can incorporate that into our conversations here on The Vine, because we really want to ensure that we're giving our listeners what it is that they want to learn about and what they want to know. Yeah, because, um, you know, we want you to, of course, connect with us on Facebook, Clubhouse, join our email blast uh, at plantmediaproject.com. But I know there are a lot of you, and I appreciate those of you that uh, continue to watch what we're doing um, because of your job or your position. You cannot always like what we're doing or, or be involved. So please feel free to reach out and say, hey, I have this question. Could you ask it sometime? We'd be Absolutely. happy to do it. And we'll keep that confidential. And we the we have, you know, the public facing uh, Plant Media Project Facebook page, but we also have a private Facebook group. It's called Plant Medicine Community Powered by PMP. And it's over, we have over a thousand members now. And we post multiple times a day about different uh, psychedelic and cannabis news. And other people in the community can share right there on the forum as well. And it's been a really great way for us to continue a lot of the education in between the blog posts and the podcast. So if you are on Facebook, that's a really great way to get connected. And then on our clubhouse, uh, we have the Vine is now a club on clubhouse. So for anyone that we, we've talked about it on the podcast before that's interested in you know cannabis and psychedelics, I mean, this is an app where these conversations are happening 
daily. And, you know, we're, we're excited to be a part of them. Now, the app was originally only available for Apple users, but now it has launched for Android as well. So if you have a, an Android phone, you can go on and download the app. And then when you, when you get to the app, you want to search for the Vine. And that's our club. And when you click on the follow button, it'll actually share all of the upcoming chats and talks that we have in our club happening. And you can tune in at any time. You can come speak with us on the app. You can ping us with different, you know, questions or ideas that you'd have. Um, we've been trying to do a, a weekly meet the um, Ask the Doc um, with uh, Dr. Elizabeth Rogers, where we brought an epidemiologist and holistic healer on uh, for a weekly wellness check-in. Um, and then I'm also a part of Chief Skill. I was going to say, <laughs> let's talk about that yeah, and what you're it, doing there. Yeah, because it's not just uh, the vine. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be, I met uh, Chief Skills um, on Clubhouse pretty much right when I joined the app. And I remember going into his room because it said positive vibes only. Um, and I immediately got connected with all these cannabis people from across the country and then world. Um, and it wasn't just that it was one of those rooms where people were just pitching themselves and, you know, talking about how great they are. People were actually connecting with one another. And I remember when there was some of the, the devastation that happened in Texas, where a lot of people lost their power and there was, you know, no electricity. Electricity, you know, the tribe got together, raised some money, and you know, we sent it down to the people that needed it. And you know, I'm just excited about being a part of this kind of new group, a collective of individuals from all different backgrounds that are willing to support one another. And so Chief's been hosting, you know, different talks. We do Monday motivational Mondays on 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Wednesday night, I'm DJing every Wednesday so from cool. 5 to 6 p.m. It's been so much fun. It's like bringing me life. It's so, so great. And then I post all of uh, the Spotify playlists after each session um, online. So people, if you don't get to tune in live, you can always go back and, and listen to the music that I'm putting together. And then on Friday mornings, we meet on Clubhouse and we actually jump off Clubhouse and join a Zoom. And we've actually got to meet people face to face and really work together. And then we do an indigenous chat um, about our families and heritage and our lineage on Sunday mornings at 8.30. Uh, so follow hashtags Chief Skill Tribe on Clubhouse to get more information about that. And we're doing an online event uh, with the tribe. Um, it's called Chief with Chief, a summer tribe kickoff. Um, it's available on Eventbrite. Um, and I'll also post about it and everything on the social media accounts. Um, but we're asking for our tribe community to come together on May 28th um, to kick off the summer. I'm going to be spinning some tunes. Uh, we have a Fronto Leaf Blunt tutorial by Chief Skills. Um, and we're going to have uh, a tribe trivia with a chance to win some prizes, some Chief uh, Skills tribe merchandise, and a free life coasting coaching session with with chief as well and we're going to be doing some networking you know a lot of the the cannabis community um you know is it wants to connect um in ways beyond just uh business you know we want to become friendly we want to support each other we want to learn about what's happening in each other's communities we're talking about activism we're talking about community building we're talking about how we can support those people that need it you know if someone's close to their financial raise and we can get them over the line if someone needs someone to make edibles for them and they need the right manufacturer like we should, we can create the network necessary to help people. And so it's kind of a combination of people and cannabis and psychedelics that are a part of this. But this is all just happening naturally from meeting people on this audio app and creating an actual community from that. So it's exciting to see how social media can actually work to our benefit sometimes. <laughs> 
And we also have uh, news that um, PMP is getting close to its one-year anniversary, and we're going to do another awakening event. So stay tuned to find out who will be on that, um, who our guests will be, and um, we invite all of you to join us. Yes, we've been uh, working hard on getting together this next awakening, and we realize it's also going to be our one-year anniversary, so a better time to you know, bring some additional cannabis and psychedelic education to the community in honor of our anniversary. So we will have more details on that soon. We wanted to just bring just the two of us together today so that we can go over some of these things, talk about what we've been going on. Just know that you can always go to plantmediaproject.com where you can get information on our, our past podcast episodes, learn more about the guests that we've had, learn more about different educational videos, podcasts, reports that are happening nationwide and worldwide. And if you happen to have any news or information that you feel that we should be covering, please feel free to reach out to us either directly through our website or through any of our social media networks. Well, this has been fun. We got to continue to do this every once in a while, right? You know, where it's just us chatting. So, right. Absolutely. And we just thank all of you so much for your continued support of The Vine, a Plant Media Project podcast. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to never miss an episode. For cannabis news and psychedelic news, visit us online at plantmediaproject.com. Mm-hmm.